Hello everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Brooks Chronicast. On this episode, I interview my teacher, Ms. Kokochio. I hope you like this episode. I'm your host, Bert Greenfield, and here is the episode. Hello everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Brooks Coronacast. On this episode, I interview my teacher, Ms. Kokochia. Hey, Ms. Kokochia. Hi, everyone. Hi, Burke. Thanks for interviewing me. Thank you for taking personal taking your time to do to do this interview. Um, I'm excited. Me too. The format, if you haven't heard it, uh, you probably have. <laughs> um, is the first seven or so questions are personalized to you, and then the last three I ask everybody on the podcast. So. Whenever you're ready to start asking the questions, I will start. <laughs> I'm ready if you are. I am. Okay. So number one, just curious, um, what is your daily routine when it comes to getting ready for a school day? Oh, it's a busy one in our house. So um, obviously I'm working from home, um, teaching our class remotely. So my day starts pretty early. I try to get up um, before the house gets up. Um, so for those that don't know me, I have two small kids. Um, my daughter, Mary-Kate, is three, and my son, CJ, is one. So luckily, they're late sleepers. Um, so I get up around five. I like to work out before my day starts. It helps me wake up. And it also makes me feel like, since I'm sitting all day, that I don't feel as bad. Um, it also helps my you know, bones and joints kind of keep loose and moving. Um, and then after that, I take a shower, I get breakfast ready for everybody. I try to check in on my emails, make sure that my students don't have any questions, my, my parents don't have any questions. And then, then the kids wake up and then it's chaos. Um, so once they're up and they're changed, then um, by that point, my husband, Mr. Kokochi is usually home and he kind of takes over. And I head down to our basement um, that we've converted into um, an office classroom. So it's a busy morning, but it's a fun morning. It goes fast. Yeah, and at my house, uh, it's kind of like yours, where um, except for my parents get up at, at about the same time we get up, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then they're just like, "It's time to wake up. Uh, let's do this." And I come down here uh, after eating like breakfast, Cheerios, um, bagels, whatever you want to really do. Um, mm-hmm. because there's this amazing bagel place in Bronxville, Park Place mm-hmm. Bagels. And Ooh, delicious. They have the best bagels. Definitely. Um, and so I come down here and my cousin, Dolan, um, who usually, who I've potted with, um, comes in, um, and we just open our computers and get ready for the Zoom. Uh, but today she did not come because, uh, of the test. Gotcha. Gotcha. I'm glad you guys get to pod together. That makes me happy. Yeah, it's nice seeing other people during school, like yeah. in person. Um, number two, how long do you stay up looking? Oh, like not stay up, but how long? How much time do you take? Um, work like grading us, um, planning, um, actually making docs or stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, how long does it usually take you after school? So in the beginning, it took a long time because it was a new um, sort of format for me to be teaching our class. Um, I'm used to being able to, at work, go and make a photocopy of something, and then in class, I'm distributing it to you, in distributing to you. 
Um, however, this platform, I kind of have to have everything prepped beforehand. So um, I use Google Classroom and I try to hit the schedule button and I look at our schedule of the day and I say, okay, if we're teaching reading at 10, I try to have the documents um, to share out with you guys through Google Classroom at like 10.05. So it gives me a little bit of wiggle room. So that piece took a while for me to kind of get used to and um, to kind of work out kinks so that I could figure out the most efficient way to um, give you guys your work and to make sure that everything was prepared in advance. In terms of grading work, that's also a little tricky because I try not to print each and everything that um, every student gives me because it wastes a lot of paper. So I've been trying to come up with ways that I can look at your work online. Um, Google Classroom has been an awesome resource for me to be able to do that. And then I try to make documents that I can make copies of to give you guys feedback. So for example, as you know, with your unit one math test, I created a, an answer doc and then I used a, a way of like highlighting any questions that a student got wrong. And then an area for notes so that I could explain possibly like why you lost some credit or what you would need to do um, to solve the question correctly, like what I noticed if there was a mistake. Um, then in terms of like writing, I try to have your rubric up and ready. Um, and then it's kind of just like putting a box around where I think you scored on the rubric. And then I can use that as a tool to go over with students at conference with them. So that also took a little bit of time to create. It's still a piece that takes time to create. Um, there's no like easy way to do that because it's a lot of looking at a document on a screen then going to another screen to look at it. Um, so that's been kind of tricky, but it's getting better as time goes on. So it's taking a long time, but I feel like um, I've been successful, I think so far in giving you guys feedback that you can actually see and have like at your hands, even though you might not be printing it. Um, and also it's a way that I'm trying to kind of be conservative and be mindful of how much paper I'm using too. So it's, it's been going well, it's, it's time consuming, but it's, if, you know, if it's working for our class and it's working for me as your teacher, then I'm happy to put in that time. Yeah, that's resourceful, very resourceful. Thank you. Um, so could you list some of the pros of being in, of teaching online? Sure. Um, so, well, I think first and foremost, I think there's that sense of um, a bit more security for us right now, um, given the circumstances of the pandemic. I think that um, allowing students to learn from the safety of their home is making some of us feel um, safer and feel like there's that layer of protection. Um, I think also, um, I've been able to get to know you guys in ways that I might not have been able to do in the classroom so fast. So initially that was one of my fears. Oh my gosh, how am I gonna be able to get to know these kids the way I would if we were in person? But through breakout rooms and through um, projects and through the work you've been submitting and the conferences we've had about that work, I feel like I've got to know you guys very quickly um, through the remote setting, um, which made me very happy because that was a piece I was very concerned about in the beginning. Um, Going back to your question, though, I want to make sure I answered that fully. Can you just repeat it for me? Um, could you list some of the pros of teaching online? So the pros. So I think that those are two that I got to know you guys, um, you know, pretty fast. Um, I think also that I'm getting to see how innovative all of you can be. Um, you know, you guys have been incredible at showing me different tips and tricks for navigating through Google Classroom, through Google Drive, through the different programs we've been using like Padlet. So I feel like I've learned a lot and I hope that our class has too, I think they have. 
um, in terms of using technology as a resource for us to communicate and complete our work. So I think that's another huge pro, um, probably one that we wouldn't be um, perfecting as much as we are if we were in person, because there's just not as much of a need to do that in person. Um, I think those would be probably the, the main three that I would mean. Okay. And those are great pros. Um, I like hearing um, good things about uh, hard situations. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Like definitely does. Um, so for my next one, this is kind of negative, but could you list some of the cons? Because with every pro, there's a con to um, a situation. So I think that one of the hard parts for me as a teacher is that when you're in the classroom, you can kind of walk around and, and see quickly what a student is doing, what they're understanding, what they might be struggling with. So when we're in this online platform, that becomes a challenge. Um, I can't necessarily see what you're seeing on your screen. So for in some cases, it might look like somebody is looking at their work or completing their work and maybe they're not. So that's been tricky. Um, and I've had to rely on um, parents to help me and check in on their student, check in on their child rather, to make sure they're on the correct program that they're completing their work. That's an, um, a reason that we implemented the use of our daily checklists. Um, also submitting pictures of your work so that I could see that you are completing the work and that it's not just you're saying, yep, I've got that done. And it appears like you're doing your work. I needed more accountability to be able to say with certainty, my students are doing that work. And it also gives me a way then to check in on your work too. Um, because initially when we were in the first like week or so of school, um, when I would assign an assignment, I couldn't really see what, how much were you getting correct? How much were you struggling with? And so that was another um, part that I found hard with the remote setting. And I think that we've come up with some solutions for it. They're probably not perfect in every sense, but they're definitely a help. Um, and I think the other piece too is, I worry about my students that they're having enough social interaction with each other. And that's one of the reasons that we started playing more of the games together so that you guys would have a chance to talk with each other about things that aren't academic and you'd be able to get to know each other better. So that's still kind of in the forefront of my mind, like how can we improve that piece? Because a large part of school is you being able to socialize with your peers. And I wanna make sure that that's built into your school year so that you don't feel like you're missing out on it. Yeah, <laughs> I have not felt like I'm missing out on it, so. That's Yay, good. Burke, thank you for that feedback. <laughs> yeah, um, the games have definitely helped, uh, but also just seeing other people like makes your mind think you're with them. It's kind of like an optical illusion in the sense of it. Yeah, that's a big reason that I always said, prefer your cameras to be on. And I get like, there's some circumstances where maybe you can't have them on or you don't want them on. So we try to have them on as much as possible and we make the best of it. Yeah, it's always good. Um, and you know, these will, like this is this is an idea that I had um for recess. This was something that I thought was gonna happen um, at the start of school. I thought that we would kind of like ha what what's happening in PE at recess. We would like all go outside, and maybe um so you could like put it like assign freely assigned breakout rooms, and so like some friends could be like, hey guys, let's all join breakout room like five. Or and then be like able that. to chat with each other on it. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Like while you're playing, doing recess. We could do that um, as like our built-in um, game time one of the times. We could leave it like a free open choice kind of one. 
Yeah. Wow. <laughs> suggestion. Thank you. <laughs> um, so you used to teach second grade. Um, because mm-hmm. like uh, when I told my friends, uh, and little brother, um, Charlie Greenfield, uh, Charlie. Yeah. I when, when I told him who who I had, he's like, "You love Miss Kikocha? You went down a few grades." <laughs> and I said, "No, no. Now she's teaching fifth. So, are you glad to be teaching older? Like, like is how is it different to be teaching fifth, like older fifth graders in the virtual environment?" So I have to say, Brooke, these questions are so um, well thought out. Um, so. I actually started out in Bronxville teaching fourth grade and I loved fourth grade. Um, So I was used to teaching older kids and I taught fourth grade for four years. Then I moved down to second grade and I was incredibly nervous moving from an older grade to a younger grade. And it it took me about a week to figure out, okay, I've got to kind of be very slow at um, giving directions. I've got to make sure that I'm giving clear directions. Um, So that piece was a little tricky for me at first. Um, And then when I went from second now to fifth, I didn't find that this time. That was interesting to me. I found that all of a sudden I was kind of like releasing more responsibility onto my students. And I was talking to you guys using uh, more sophisticated vocabulary. And I found that I kind of naturally went back into that groove of working with older kids. And I, I love second grade. I absolutely love it. It's one of my favorite grades to teach, but I am truly, truly enjoying um, teaching fifth grade for a lot of reasons. One, what an amazing class we have. <laughs> yeah. That would probably be the top reason. But then also, um, I think given this remote setting, I think teaching older kids makes it easier and more manageable because you're more accustomed to using technology and you're more um, able to kind of roll with changes that we have and be flexible about things. And I think that that would be much harder if I was teaching second grade. Um, So I think that there's a lot of reasons that make me love teaching fifth grade and those are some of them. I also love the content of fifth grade. So when we talk about social studies, I know you're a big um, history buff as, as well. You like to learn about Um, what's happened in the past and how it's helped shape where we are today. And that for me was something I really missed when I went from fourth grade to second grade, because it doesn't dive as deep into like the history part in second grade. Um, So coming back to an older grade where I get to study that with you guys and talk about it with you guys has been so exciting. I also think given the circumstances of what our country is um, going through right now with the election, that a lot of our social studies um, curriculum is tying into that and it's making it just so much more Um, interesting, appealing, and interactive for us. So it's an exciting grade to be teaching and also an exciting year to be teaching given what's going on in our country. Yeah, I mean, and and a lot of the kids are um, much more, uh, like, with politics, they know a lot more. Um, Like, for example, uh, this Halloween I was decorating my cousin's house because uh, even though we're going to be in Connecticut, um, and for every skeleton, I put a fly on the side of its head. (laughs) Um, so see, you're, you're trying to, to kind of um, get in with what's happening and be an engaged citizen. See, it's yeah. tying in. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely tying in. <laughs> um, so also, my little brother, he's in fifth, third grade, right? Um, and I feel like you also have to have a lot of patience when you do the younger grades. Mm-hmm. Um, because sure. it doesn't go through that much. Um, it's, yeah, it's harder. Um, and I think this platform would be much harder 
for younger kids. Um, I think that we'd have to have a lot more Zoom breaks. Um, I know that some of the students that are on remote, they tend to do a lot more go noodles to get the kids up and stretching. Their focus, um, they can't maintain focus for as long as we can because we're older. So um, it's harder for them that setting. Yeah. Um, so this is just the funny question that I could think yeah. of, the funniest one that I could probably think of, but it's also serious. Um, when we take recess, do you take recess? So I do. I try to get up and I try to um, do something active and screen free too, because I find that my mind comes back sharper and I'm better able to make sure that I'm able to really listen to everything that students in class want to say. Um, and then I'm able to look at your work with a fresh set of eyes. But yeah, I do. I don't necessarily take a recess where I go and I run around. Um, well, sometimes I do if I'm running after one of my kids. But um, typically I try to get up. I have a treadmill in the other section of our basement. And sometimes I'll get on that for a few minutes um, just to give myself some action and some movement. Yeah, I wish I had a treadmill <laughs> in, in my basement. Um, but yeah, it's, I think it's great to exercise because, you know, you're sitting down all day. Um, yeah. um, but, and honestly, the only thing that really gets exercise when you are in school is your brain, like yeah. when you're sitting down. It's so, true. Your brain and possibly your hand if you're writing. <laughs> yeah. Like in the summer, I've actually been tracking my Fitbit because I have one. Nice. And over the summer, I had like 15,000 steps every day. How and many do you have now? In, at, at the end, it's like um, maybe 7,000 steps. Wow, way more than me. <laughs> I find since we started school, um, if I don't get on the treadmill or I don't get to work out in the morning, I'm getting like 3,000 steps, which makes me feel pretty bad <laughs> yeah actually currently only have 1.5 so today's uh special plus i always run around unless it's rainy <laughs> which today it kind of was right yeah, kind of gloomy but you know yeah. what you gonna do <laughs> yeah um so how did you become the online teacher like did you choose mm -hmm. to be a virtual teacher or was it assigned yeah so um that's a good question too so um So there you have it. That was me interviewing my teacher, Mrs. Kokochia. I really hope you enjoyed this episode um, because it was really fun to make it. Um, once again, I'm your host, Burke Greenfield, and this is Burke's Corona Cast. <laughs>